Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it. Today's an important message. I'm glad you're with me. If you're new, a special welcome. If you're here, I know you've made a good choice to be here. Like I said, stick with me to the end. This is a very important message today because I want to talk about choices. Choices we make, and I would like to contend that our choices determine our destiny. Now, a lot of people feel that other people's choices determine their destiny. We live in a world where people want to blame others for their failures and say, I'm a victim of, it could be your parents, it could be your friends, it could be your spouse, your, your siblings, could be your boss, could be the government, could be any number of people that we want to blame for our situation. And no doubt, others do affect us. That's why, as best you can, it's important to choose the right friends. You choose the right friends, and they will lift you up. You choose the wrong friends, they will drag you down. This is a very, very important topic and message, although that's not what I want to stress this morning. What I want to stress is that we understand how our choices affect our destiny. And I'd like to look this morning at some people who made significant choices. It's going to be quite exciting. Let's get right into it. Matthew 7, the verse we've been looking at all week long, and if you've missed our previous messages, uh, just search here on YouTube, TomThePreacher.com, and find the last five days' worth of messages here as we've been dealing with the verse from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, where Jesus says this, Enter in through the enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, but the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. And indeed, the, all week long we've been saying, let's be part of that. Let's walk that narrow path with the few who are on the path to life. Let's understand the difference between the path of life and the path of destruction, the narrow path, the broad path, the path traveled by fewer and the path traveled by many, the harder path and the easier path, one path leading to life, one path leading to destruction. We've been looking at this all week long, and if you've missed those, make sure you go back and check out the last few days' worth. I think you'll be blessed by it. But God calls us to make decisions. This is, a, this is a decision. Jesus tells you and me, enter in by the narrow gate. <clears throat> he doesn't say that it's someone else's job to take us into that gate, other than, of course, we, we learn how Jesus is the one that gets us in there. But your parents don't take you in that gate. Your siblings, your friends don't take you. You've got to make decisions. And we're called to decide wisely. We're called to realize that the choices we make will influence our destiny. And this is all throughout Scripture. But I'd like to look at a few choices that people made today that I think are really significant for us. And let's just go ahead and look at some of them here in the Scriptures. Sometimes choices or decisions we make can be small decisions. And here I think of Rebecca. Who was Rebecca? Rebecca was a woman. She went out one day to draw water at the well. 
And while out there at the well, there was a traveler, a foreign traveler, had come by, and he had camels. And she saw him and greeted him and was hospitable towards him. And she even offered to water his camels. Now, that wouldn't be an easy thing. Camels drink a lot of water. But she offered to water his camels. Now, you think about that. She had her own job to do. She was drawing water herself. She had her own responsibilities. But she was hospitable and kind to a stranger and offered to do something for him. Little did she know that this man who was traveling was the servant of of Abraham. And he was seeking a wife for Isaac. And he had come, and he when he'd come to this well, and he saw this woman coming, he said, Lord, if this is the one, I pray that she'd not only greet me, she'd offer to water my camels. And she did. And after that, he pulls out this jewelry and offers it to her. Take me to your, 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 your family, offered to have her be married. She had no idea. And even then, it, when she, that seemed like such a small decision to water those camels. It was out of the way. It was not part of her daily plan. It, for sure, it interrupted her schedule that day. But it changed her destiny. And here we are. 3,000 plus years later, talking about this woman because she became the wife of of Isaac through whom then was born uh, Jacob and the the tribes of Israel. My goodness, she became a figure of history. I think of another example of making a choice. That That was a small choice, we say, a choice that interrupted her life, a choice she had no idea the significance of it. Here's another person who had no idea of the significance. How about a private decision? I think of Daniel in Daniel chapter 1. Daniel had, along with the other youths, they'd been conquered by the Babylonians, and Daniel happened to be one of the lucky few, I don't know how many, maybe a couple hundred youths, we don't know exactly, one of the lucky few who, rather than just being oppressed and dominated, they were going to become leaders in the new kingdom, the new empire, and they were to be taught the ways of the Babylonians. They were to be fed well. They were to be educated well. They would be well-clothed. They, they were to be the, the beneficiaries, should we say, even though they were conquered by another kingdom, another country. And here, all this food, probably a lot of the Jews were oppressed. They were starving, barely eating at all. And here, he, he and these others were offered the king's food because they were going to become the leaders, the privileged And yet Daniel says he made up his mind he would not defile himself with the king's food. He didn't make a big deal about it, but he privately appealed. Can I eat these other foods? Can I not have that? It was a violation of their religion. It was unclean food. Privately, he trusted God. Privately, he appealed. It struck me, Daniel, it says Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're only four people out of who knows, like I said, 100, 200, 300, I don't know, who were being trained. We don't know how many. But he was, he, he, evidently, the pressure upon him, they gave him a new name. He was a new country. He was, everything he was used to was not there. He was a young man. All of these things, all this pressure upon him, and yet privately, Privately, he made up his mind. He would not defile himself. And of course, we know of Daniel, what happened? This private decision, God honored it, honored it, and he honored him. 
And Daniel became the chief advisor of four different kings of the Babylonians and was raised up as a mighty influential man. Was it because of a private decision he made that no one even really knew about? A private decision, he, he appealed to the, his, his, his uh, uh, supervisor, the teacher, the one who was feeding them? I think so. How about sometimes we make decisions that are public decisions? I think of the blind men at Jericho. And the blind men at Jericho, what happened with them? Jesus was walking by, and they heard the commotion. And here they were, they were beggars. And the people said to him, and Mark, and the, Mark, they cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And the people of Jericho said, shh, be quiet. Don't bother the master. This is, this is a great prophet has come to our town, and you're some despised beggar blind person. Nobody likes you. You're, you're an embarrassment to us here in this town. You're, you're not the successful people. They probably were extremely poor beggars probably dirty, their clothes dirty, and they were an embarrassment to the people of Jericho. So be quiet. Someone important has come to town, but they cried out all the more. They cried out all the more, and Jesus heard them, called them to himself, and, and, and he healed them and gave them their sight. But imagine they, if they would have just said, I'm a poor victim, there's nothing I can do about my sin, and everybody's telling me to be quiet, imagine if they would have listened. They'd still, they would have died blind instead of been healed. They made a public decision to identify Jesus, to cry out to Jesus in front of others. How about financial decisions? I think if every one of the disciples, they made decisions of personal sacrifice to follow Jesus. Matthew was a tax collector. He lost it. That's, that was a cushy job. He lost it. Peter, James, and John, they were fishermen. They left their nets to follow Jesus. They left their livelihood. They left their business. They even said to him in Mark chapter, I believe it was Mark chapter 10, or Mark, I forget. They said in all the gospels, they said, we've left everything to follow you. We've left everything to follow you. What's for us? And he said, no, no one has left father, uh, father's mothers, husbands, uh, fathers, mothers, homes, uh, farms, lands, all these things, but will not receive a hundred times as much in this life along with it, eternal life. And indeed, they left everything. Compare that to people who made the choice not to. I think of the rich man who asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, you know the commandments? And he said, well, I've obeyed all the commandments. He said, go sell all that you have, come follow me, and you'll have treasures in heaven. And the man didn't do it. He walked away sad, unhappy. He, did, he made a choice not to follow Jesus. What do you think that guy's thinking now? Here we are 2,000 years later. What do you think that rich man who walked away from Jesus that day, what do you think he thinks now? Do you think he made the right decision? Do you think he regrets that decision? Do you think he walked the broad path rather than the narrow path? I do. What a mistake he made. What a terrible mistake he made. I think of Lot when he went down into Sodom. He chose that because of the, of the beautiful, lush land of Sodom, even though the people of Sodom were exceedingly wicked. And look, he lost everything. Do you think Lot regrets that decision he made? 
I think so. You know, the Bible's filled with, and life is filled with, and the, your life, people you know, are filled, we're filled with people who make good decisions and bad decisions. Remember, the good decisions are we choose life. Jesus, in, the, in God calls, and Moses, in Deuteronomy, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding fast to him. This is what we call, this is life on the narrow path, entering in by the small gate, walking the narrow path, choosing life, choosing to love God, to hold fast to him. This is where life is found. These are good decisions. No one else makes that decision for you. People might make decisions that affect you and hurt you, but no one makes a decision on which path you're going to walk except you. And might you and I be faithful to walk that narrow path. Oh, Father in heaven, we bless you today that you have given us choices of life or death, the narrow path or the broad path, the small gate, the big gate. We thank you that you are always laying before us choices. And I pray, Father, that we would realize the significance of our choices. I don't know if Rebecca understood what a big choice, what an important choice she was making that day when she watered those camels. Did Daniel understand how his choice to not eat the king's food would affect his entire future and the kingdoms that he would be uh, helping to rule? Would he did he have any idea that private decision he made? Help us, Father, to realize that you call us to make decisions. We're tested, sometimes in private, sometimes they seem small, but they will determine our entire destiny. And I pray, Father, you would help us to choose your path day in and day out. This day, even if it seems small, this day, that we would choose your path. We love you, Lord, and we thank you that you give us the grace and strength and power to do this. If we're willing, you will strengthen us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, I'm motivated. I'm motivated to make good decisions. I hope you are too. That's why we come here every day to get in the Word of God, and we are here every day. So if you're new, welcome. Join our community. Subscribe to the channel and all those things, yes. Like the video, leave a comment below, but make a decision and a commitment to come here every day. Fit it in your schedule. When are you gonna do it? Live at 8.30 with the rest of us or later in the day? It's your choice, but schedule it. Don't just let it happen if you feel like it. And even you can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Love you guys. So glad to have you along. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Make good decisions. Until we see you tomorrow, you have a blessed day. Bye-bye.